Section five of a dozen ways of love. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. A dozen ways of love by Lily Dougal. A taint in the blood. Chapter two. About a week after that, there was a fine dinner given at the vicarage to welcome the curate into the family the old squire was invited but he refused to come violetta's mamma wrote and asked some of her relatives to come down from town our chosen son-in-law is not rich she wrote but he comes of an old family and that is a great thing dear violetta will of course inherit my own fortune which will be ample for them and his good connections with god's blessing will complete their happiness so they came down there was the vicar's brother who was a barrister and his wife Then there were two sisters of mrs. Moore who were both very rich One was an old maid and one who was married to a Dean she brought her husband You see said Violetta's mamma to the curate our relatives are all either law or clergy There were very grand preparations made for the dinner and mrs. Higgs the wife of the verger came to the curate's rooms the day before and took away his best clothes that she might see that they were well brushed for the occasion she did up his collar and wristbands herself and gave them a fine gloss higgs brought them back just in time for the dinner it's just about five years since they had such a turnout at the vicarage said higgs in a crisp little voice miss violetta was nineteen then she'll be twenty-four now Yes, said the curate absently. What was up then? Twas a dinner much of a muchness to this. Mrs. Higgs, she was just reminding me of it, but that was in honour of Mr. Herbert, of the all. You have heard of him? Oh, yes, said the curate. All that was very sad. The more so, said Higgs briskly, that when it was broke off, Mr. Herbert died of love. He went to some foreign countries and took up with low company, and there he died. Squire hasn't held his head up straight since that day All that was before I came said the curate very gravely for he did not know exactly what to say Lord bless you sir said Higgs. I was in no way blaming you There's no blame attaching to any that I know Squire's wife was as mad as a hare miss Violetta she cried her pretty eyes nigh out for mr. Herbert It's time she'd another the curate went to the dinner and it was a very fine affair indeed Violetta wore a silk gown and looked charming She did not look a day older than she did when I saw her five years ago said the Dean to the curate Meaning to be very polite, but the curate did not smile at the compliment How fine your flowers are said the maiden aunt to Violetta. Where did you get them my dear? The squire sent them to me said Violetta with a droop of her eyelids which made her look more charming than ever Then they had dinner and after dinner Violetta gave them some music It was sacred music for mrs. Moore did not care for anything else When the song was over mrs. Moore said to the curate it has been my wish to give dear Violetta a little gift as a slight remembrance of this happy occasion and I thought that something of my own would be more valuable than here the mother's voice broke with very natural emotion and she pressed her handkerchief to her eyes 
you must excuse me she murmured she is such a dear such a very dear girl and she is our only child indeed i can well understand said he with earnest sympathy such a dear such a very dear girl murmured mrs moore again then she rose and embraced violetta and wept and the aunts all shed tears and the vicar coughed violetta's own blue eyes overflowed with very pretty tears the curate felt very uncomfortable indeed and said again that he quite understood and that it was quite natural the dean and the barrister both said what they ought the dean remarked that these dear parents ought not to sorrow at losing a daughter but rejoice at finding a son the barrister pointed out that as the bride was only expected to move into the next house but one after her marriage all talk of parting was really quite absurd the vicar did not say anything he rarely did when his wife was present then mrs moore became more composed and put a ring on her daughter's finger the curate did not see the ring at the moment he was leaning against the mantelshelf feeling very much overcome by the responsibility of his new happiness oh mamma how lovely cried violetta how perfectly beautiful a star amethyst said the barrister in a tone of surprise is it a star amethyst indeed said the dean looking over the shoulders of the group with his double eyeglass i am not aware that i ever saw one before they are a very rare and beautiful sort of gem where did you get it sister matilda asked the maiden aunt now although mrs moore was in a most gracious humour she never liked being asked questions at any time i am surprised that you should ask me that eliza i have had it for many years but you must have got it somewhere at the beginning of the years persisted eliza who was of a more lively disposition mrs moore gave her a severe glance for the frivolous tone of her answer i was just about to explain that this stone has been lying for years among the jewellery which poor uncle ford bequeathed to me i thought it a pity that such a beautiful stone should lie unnoticed any longer oh a great pity they all cried i should not have supposed that poor dear uncle ford possessed such a rare thing said the wife of the dean it is very curious you never mentioned it before said eliza but eliza was not in favour not at all said mrs moore i take very little interest in such things life is too short to allow our attention to be diverted from serious things by mere ornaments that is very true said the dean violetta broke through the little circle to show her lover the ring look she said holding up her pretty hand isn't it lovely isn't mamma very kind the curate turned his eyes from the fire with an effort he had been listening to all they said in a state of dreamy surprise he did not wish to look at the stone and the moment he saw it he perceived it was what he had seen before it was not exactly the same shade of purple but it appeared to him that he had seen it before by daylight and now the lamps were lit it was the same shape and size and the tiny interior star was the same he moved his head from side to side to see if the ray moved to meet his eye and he found that it did so he looked at violetta how beautiful she was in her white gown with her little hand uplifted to display the shining stone and her face upturned to his 
the soft warm curve of her delicate breast and throat the red lips that seemed to breathe pure kisses and holy words the tender eyes shining like the jewel dewy with the sacred tears she had been shedding and the yellow hair smooth glossy brushed saintly wise on either side of the nun-like brow all this he looked at and his senses grew confused the sad rise and fall of the hebrew chant was in his ears again the bright room and the people were not there but the chant seemed in some strange way to rise up in folds of darkness and surround violetta like a frame and everything else was dark and filled with the music except violetta who stood there white and shining holding up the ring for him to look at and at her feet lay that other woman wet and dead with the same stone in the steel chain at her throat isn't it lovely isn't mamma very kind violetta was saying my dear i think he is ill said the vicar they took him by the arm putting him on a chair and fetched water and a glass of wine he heard them talking together i dare say it has been too much for him said the dean joy is often as hard to bear as grief he is such a fellow for work said the vicar i never knew anyone like him the curate sat up quite straight did any of you ever see an amethyst like this set in steel in steel what an odd idea said the maiden aunt he is not quite himself yet said the dean in a low voice tapping her on the shoulder i think it would be very inappropriate indeed very wrong to set a valuable stone in any of the baser metals said mrs moore she spoke as if the idea were a personal affront to herself but then she had an immense notion of her own importance and always looked upon all wrongdoing as a personal grievance whatever made you think of it asked violetta i dare say it was rather absurd said the curate meekly by no means said the barrister the idea of making jewelry exclusively of gold is modern and crude in earlier times many beautiful articles of personal ornamentation were made of brass and even of iron mamma said violetta i remember one day seeing a curious old thing in the bottom of your dressing-case it looked as if it might be made of steel it was a very curious old thing chain and a pendant with some inscription round it did you said mrs moore i have several old trinkets i do not know to which one you refer she made violetta ring for tea i am sure you will be the better for a cup of tea she said turning to the curate i am quite well he replied i think if you will excuse me i will walk home at once the air will do me good but they would not hear of his walking home they made him drink tea and sit out the evening with them violetta gave them some more music and they all made themselves exceedingly agreeable when the evening was over they sent the curate home in the carriage end of section five